Ebb and flow inspires persistence and determination during the rhythmical patterns of decline and regrowth in life. Each episode, I bring on an inspiring and influential voices who are here to help us stand strong and walk through the ebb moments of life and propel us to the peak of our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, so we can live our life in the flow, individually and collectively. This includes strategies, habits, routines, focus tricks, questions, and much more that we can use to live our life in the best way in order to maximize our service to others. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're as excited for the Ebb and Flow podcast as I am, but to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe now on any stream, check out YouTube, or visit SolomonEzra.com to learn more. What's up, podcast community? I got an exciting episode for you today with a guest who has become very influential in my pursuits over the last year. My guest is Ozil DeBastos, the host of the No Permission Needed podcast, where he helps early stage solopreneurs and creatives get started and achieve their goals. I met him at a Houston podcasting event and have been very fortunate enough to be part of our constantly growing community, Pod Houston. Ozil really shares some great advice today about really owning one's purpose, approaching life with curiosity, showing up, and being fearless. He's done a really good job at starting the conversations and building a community online and in person. What matters is pressing that record button, showing up, speaking your truth, having conversations, building your business, taking those shots, and being fearless. He says, show up with a here I am world. And you will naturally get into the flow state because that's the order of the order of the universe. I have a lot of appreciation for this creative guy and hope you enjoy this episode. I'm here today with Ozeal. How are you today, Ozeal? I'm doing great, Solomon. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me and even giving me a little bit of coaching skills right before we start recording. You got it warmed up, man. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's nice. It's breaking the ice. I'd love to hear a little bit of... Uh, background of yourself what you're interested in how you got into becoming like a creative and you know a little bit more about yourself what are you aiming to do so let's see i'm going to try to give you the your listeners a twitter version of, of my background story here so i as far as being a creative i've always been a creative heart uh, growing up uh, as a only child for a long time i have two siblings but now I was with my mom for quite some time. So I spent a lot of time by myself in, in the basements, in the attics, trying to play make-believe with, you know, me trying to be a rock star performer and uh, dancing, putting on dance performances for my family at, at family gatherings. So there was always this need, Solomon, for self-expression. You know, I was, that's when I really kind of discovered it. My father was a musician. He was a bona fide. He played all instruments. Uh, singer-songwriter, just an, an amazing artist. And my mother also in her early days, she was an actress in Mexico. So she, so I, I grew up in a, in a very uh, artistic family household. So music was something that really spoke to me. Dance was really the first time where, where I really kind of got involved with and started expressing myself. So I went from dancing to music. Uh, I spent the bulk of my 20s uh, being the front man of several bands here in Houston. It was, you know, hip hop and alternative rock and, and, and jazz fusion. So that's really where I cut my teeth uh, when it came to performance. Uh, performance was something that was kind of the common thread throughout my life. 
And once the band, the, my last band disbanded, I got involved in helping people. There was just this, this singeing feeling of how can I be involved in a community? And when I was with the music, I was actually, I started a company called District Soul Promotions and I was organizing live events centered around the genre of music I was in. So I really fell in love with community building and that's kind of where I learned a lot about community, community, excuse me, community leadership, which is what I'm doing now. And, you know, I started doing, you know, uh, organizing events. And after that, I started a company called Connected Creatives, which was focused on helping creatives bridge the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship. So I was really all about helping creatives become better entrepreneurs, better at business. Uh, as a creative, as a musician, I struggled a lot. I was your typical struggling artist trying to do branding and marketing and trying to get people in the door to watch my band play. So that's where I really fell in love with entrepreneurship. So I started a bunch of projects, Connected Creatives, and then Indie Loop, which was a blog that I started. Um, and during that time, when I started Indie Loop, that was a blog, a video blog that I was doing on a YouTube series where I was interviewing small business owners. And that's when I rediscovered my passion for interview, uh, for yeah. being an interviewer. And that's kind of led me to podcasting, uh, which I'm doing today with Pod Houston. Yeah. And you have your own uh, podcast, No Permission Needed. Mm -hmm. Did it always start out like that? I remember you also had a big kind of you stepped away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. What was your aim? Like you were mentioning, you know, you really became into to love the interviewing. What is it that you wanted to, to learn from other people? I wanted to create a platform, a space where creatives can plug in on a weekly basis and learn from successful creative professionals. Mm -hmm. And, and I really just, it was, Really, I was curious. I mean, I, I love conversations, you know, period. I mean, I love what we're doing now. I think podcasting is great. You, we were talking before we press record that podcasting has given you this platform to be able to ask the questions, right? To be able to yeah. interview your heroes, the influencers, people that before you wouldn't be able to get a hold of. But now with podcasting, you can grab your heroes and, and influencers and you could, you know, become, you know, they, they could be your passenger seat, right? They could be right there next to you while you interview them and build these relationships with them. I mean, I've been able to build relationships. You mentioned Derek Sivers and a lot of uh, thought leaders in my industry uh, because of podcasting. So when I started No Permission Needed back in 2015, I simply just wanted to press record an interview and just didn't really realize the impact that I would have on listenership. And I did it. And I remember like, didn't know how many people were listening. I wasn't really big into analytics and I decided I just was doing it. And I just at that time, I was just scattered brain. I was your typical creative doing a bunch of things. And I just That's stopped podcasting, right, right? Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. And we all go through it, man. We all go through it. And I just stopped podcasting. And then I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you know, why did I stop doing something that I really enjoy doing, which is having these conversations and, you know, recording them? And, and in 2017, I relaunched No Permission Needed. Uh, the title, No Permission Needed, was a declaration uh, to help to inspire creatives, to give themselves permission, to do the work that matters, to do the work that lights them up. So that was the title, the story behind the title. And then it was all about empowering creative entrepreneurs. So 
the, the reason why Solomon creative entrepreneurs really resonated with me is because I saw my father struggle as a creative. I saw myself go through the struggle of learning a bunch of things uh, when it comes to becoming a successful professional creative. So I wanted to help creatives and I wanted again, create a platform where they can learn from, from some of the top thought leaders in entrepreneurship that understand creative culture. So that was kind of my mission with no permission needed. And we're still going, we're over 150 episodes in. I believe. And uh, we're still going strong over 10,000 downloads a month. It's been, it's been a pretty amazing journey. It is. It's awesome. How, how did you, when you were first starting it out and then also reintroducing it, how did you kind of stay strong in the purpose of starting it and not get caught up with, well, is this actually helping other people? Are people listening? You know, kind of like I was mentioning to you about uh, how I'm starting out. I think it's believing in owning your purpose, Solomon, I think you have to be able to understand that you have to do it because, and I mentioned this in our Pod Houston group, you know, curiosity and purpose. Once you have purpose, you say, hey, listen, I enjoy having these conversations. And if people want to listen, great. And if they don't, you know, then that's fine too. And then there's a marketing piece, right? Because I think that's something that a lot of podcasters and content creators struggle with is the marketing aspect, uh, which is something I talk about on the podcast. But I believe that you just have to be aligned with your purpose, man. You have to understand and respect what you're doing and, and say, hey, listen, I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm going to show up if one person downloads this podcast or 10 people. But know that this is a marathon, that this is for the long game, that it doesn't happen overnight. A lot of podcasters, they call it pod fading, quit after eight episodes. And a lot of content creators who jump into this field, uh, in this industry, they stop you know, uh, podcasting because they feel like they don't have the analytics, the data to back it up. I always tell them, stick it out. Like it takes time just with anything. Right. So it's kind of like with, whether it's fitness or business, you don't, it doesn't happen overnight. I actually posted a meme not too long ago on my Instagram where I said that Coca-Cola on the, in their first, on their first year, sold 25 bottles of Coke, their first year, they only sold 25 bottles. So Again, this, this isn't easy. This is a marathon. And I think that as long as Solomon and you and your listeners who are starting projects, as long as you are aligned with your purpose and know this is something that I want to show up on a weekly basis because it's not only going to help me uh, cultivate a sense of con a consistency within myself, a work ethic, but also know that I will build a community, a tribe that will eventually grow with time, with consistency by showing up every week. Uh, by knowing that, I think keeps you aligned and keeps you in gear for for producing content um, in, on, a, on a consistent matter. Where do you think a lot of the overwhelmedness comes from? Um, that question comes. I mean, I hope it could help other people, but for myself, you know, sometimes it'll come because we are now living in a time where you know it's so easy to start mm -hmm. this. There's so much information right. coming in. Time is going fast and faster, you know? Um, so, I mean, it, I definitely remind myself, you know, I'm doing this because I enjoy this and I want to be, be able to, to spread valuable information and connect with people like yourself and build that community. And, you know, as my podcast is and we're talking about, you know, help people get into that flow because it's when you're in that flow that, this stuff doesn't overwhelm you as much or you know how to handle it. So where do you think a lot of that comes from and how people like yourself can, can really, you know, stand strong through it, stick through it. 
So I, I guess I don't understand the question. So specifically as far as what? Go ahead and see if you can reframe the question. Yeah. Um, you know I mean? Where do you think a lot of the, the maybe it's pressure mm-hmm. comes from? The, the, maybe it's the marketing side, like you were mentioning, that um, you, know, you want to have this, this podcast and connect um, with other people and, and spread ideas and build the community. But then there's the little bit of maybe pressure. Well, are people listening? Mm, and, mm. You know, I guess you could. I, I guess I'm. It's similar to how somebody would be like, "Well, are people liking my photos?" Kind of thing. Right. Like it's like a newer kind of thing. With that, are people listening? Right. I, I mean, the the direct answer, Solomon, is that you just you people listeners. We just have to. We have to get over it. We yeah. have to understand that that. It, it is a marathon. And if you look at all the people who have made a positive impact on the world, our influencers, our leaders, uh, our big brands, that it just, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. And to understand that, you know, again, if you're in training, right, if you're into fitness and you go in there, you know, it's, it's building those reps, right? You're going to, if you go in the gym the first two weeks, you may not see results, but that's, that's the quicksand and that's kind of the spot where you have to kind of go through the burn of like psychologically tricking yourself and, and, and saying, okay, look, I'm not getting results. It's two weeks. I'm showing up. Why not? But what happens, you know, three, four, five weeks, six weeks after yeah. eating well, what happens? You start seeing results. You're like, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in shape now. You know, where are these abs coming from? Where are these? Buy-? So it's the same, same kind of philosophy when it comes to, you know, creating content in particular with podcasting, Solomon, is that, you know, how do you overcome it? You just have to understand that with everything just takes time and we just have to be super patient. And that's why I say, that's what I said earlier, you have to be aligned with your purpose. If you enjoy the process of press and record and having interviews and having these conversations and know that you're cultivating these amazing relations with people, then they, they will come, they will eventually come. And of course, now we could talk about marketing and all that. But I, I always tell early stage podcasters, now you're 26 podcast episodes in, and that's amazing. So props to you, because a lot of people, as I mentioned, quit after eight. But in the beginning, it's just don't forget the analytics. Like don't even look at your download numbers. As a matter of fact, when I'm coaching clients, I tell people for the first six months, do not look at the download numbers. Do not. Because you're going to start looking at it. You're going to get very self-conscious. You're going to be like, what's going on? And what am I sounding, you know, terrible on behind the microphone? Is my message not resonating? And there's two things that happen when people, when you, when you don't see your download, uh, download numbers increase two things, either your brand is off or your marketing is off those two principles. So either your brand is not resonating with your audience or you're just not marketing it enough. You know, in the beginning, you, a lot of people struggle with those two elements so it's important to do that. But reverting back to your question, I mean, you just have to just kind of continue doing it, bro. I mean, just, you know, those reps, you just got to continue putting in those reps and reps. And then with the, after a year, then we can go back and look at your analytics and be like, what's the problem? You know, what's going on? You've been showing up. And again, it's usually a branding or a marketing problem that happens. Yeah. But you have to love what you're doing, dude. I mean, if you really have love, press and record, um, you just have to continue showing up, you know? It's really cool. And it's, uh, you know, it's valuable lessons with anything, whether it's somebody starting a podcast or a blog or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I think maybe the, the challenging part is being able to, to translate that over to mm-hmm. something new. So I really appreciate that. What would you say? I mean, you've, 
you've experienced, you've gone through, you're at like 130 episodes. 40, 40, I think, 50, yeah. 40, yeah. Wow, yeah. count now. Look at no. you. <laughs> no, no. But you, you've learned very valuable lessons and like with when starting out and when you were be, being a, a musician, mm -hmm. do you have any kind of approach or maybe uh, how would you like prepare and approach for the uh, uh, podcasts? Because you know, you, you want to prepare, you want to have that preparedness. Mm -hmm. but then when you want to get into it, you want to be present, you want it to flow. So the question is, how do you prepare for, for an interview or yeah, what? yourself? How do you, how do you really kind of get into the, get the into flow the of the, flow okay. before you have a podcast? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it comes naturally to me because as, uh, as a musician, as a performer, once I'm on stage, I'm on, you know, so once we turn on the microphone, like, here we go, I'm, I'm podcast host. I will zeal the podcast host, no permission needed. And, and I bring the energy. I try, I, that's what I focus on. So I get my game face on. So I think that's something that you have to, it takes time, Solomon, to, to cultivate, especially for people who are new to being a host, to being an interview. Um, there's an art to it. You know, people go to broadcasting school to learn what we're doing. So you and I, we're not, I don't know about your background, but I wasn't formally trained in broadcasting. I just simply was, I just enjoy having conversations. So I always tell people, just go in it with a sense of curiosity. Like just get in there knowing that I have somebody in front of me that I'm just curious to ask questions and just treat it as a conversation. And of course, embed your personality. Like if you're quirky and, and you like to ramble too much and you know, whatever it is, or if you like energy and you like to talk really loud, I mean, but add that, that's, pers that's personality. Like you look at the, some of the biggest podcasters like Joe Rogan or Mark Maron, they, people love them and, and because they have personality, their voice has style. And that's something when people always ask me, well, how do you cultivate style? It, it takes time. It takes time for you to find your own voice. But the way I prepare myself is, yeah, yeah. The only way I prepare myself, Solomon, is just when the mic is on, it's showtime. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. It's like when you step on the court, it's go time. There you go. That's right. That's right. And you see that, right? You see like athletes go into their game face, right? That's what they say, the game face. Like you see them and, and they're kind of warming up and you, you know, they have their headphones on. And then when you see them kind of going on to, to the court, they're, you can tell they're just, they're ready to go, you know, and same thing with all sports and, and the musicians as well. Whenever you see like musicians jump on stage, you just, the backstage, they're just, they might be calm, you know, as a cucumber, but when they get on stage, they turn it on. Same thing with podcasts. Awesome. Same mentality. Yeah. Well, I want to turn it to, uh, like we were speaking a little bit about um, your second episode with Derek Sivers. And, you know, I've read Derek Sivers. If anyone wants to check out his blog, I, do you know, remember what it's, it's just Derek Sivers? It's, it's uh, Sivers.org. Sivers.org. It's very yeah. simple, minimalistic. I love it. But it's yeah. like his, his, he has a bunch of book reviews and everything on it. And I even emailed him. Uh, not too long ago and, and had like a nice stream long conversation with him um, and he just helping out at different things and I came across your episode with him and you guys you're talking a lot about um, community and the world domination summit which is also something I also just recently heard about so I want you to get in a little bit about that community and then a big thing, Derek Sivers, I don't, I think it's his latest book that's going to come out is Hell Yes or No. You heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So I think we can tie that into my previous questions and like what somebody wanting to get started. 
because having that hell yes or no has really helped me like make a decision or to become committed to something which is I will say something I, I need to work on and, and even like saying no to things because I have a tendency mm -hmm. to want to help out a lot of things sure so could you give me a little run through through your conversation with Derek mm -hmm. uh, world domination summit and community building and this idea of hell yes or no okay all right so let's see if I can remember all of that, Solomon. So yeah, the first so one is. Personality, I ask. I, talk. I love it. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. I, I want to make sure I answer all the questions though. So, <laughs> so the first one is my conversation with with Derek Sivers. So I was a big Derek Sivers fan, obviously because he is the founder of CDBaby.com, which was uh, the biggest independent uh, music uh, distributor uh, online. And as a independent musician. You know, that was the way we were selling our CDs was through his, his site. So, you know, it was really cool to kind of meet somebody who, who built a, an, you know, a company that, that helped me, you know, uh, promote my uh, and distribute my, my music. So it was really cool as a musician, as, as a fan. And then I read his book, Anything You Want, which is highly recommended. I don't know if you read that, Solomon. It's, it's a book that he wrote. Uh, one of, I think he only wrote one book. But anyway, it's called Anything You Want. Uh, highly recommend. And he talks about the hell yes and, and hell no. And, you know, he, it, was, it was just a great conversation. And I'll tell you what, to come out of the gate, you know, the, my first episode was with my business coach, my mentor, Mike O'Neill. And then the second was Derek Sivers. So I, right off the bat, I came out with like some heavy hitters. Yeah. And, and I did that intentionally. Like I was like, look, no permission needed. I'm going for it. And, you know, Derek Sivers uh, was episode number two, and it was just awesome to be able to interview again, somebody who I looked up to. And I really, I, I love Derek because until this day, he's very minimalistic. He's not all over social media. And he gives so much value. I mean, he and I emailed each other a few times, like the way you are doing it now prior to that interview. And finally I went for the ask and I was like, Hey dude, I'm launching this podcast. Would you mind being on my podcast? He said, yes. So, you know, I was really grateful for that. And I'm just a huge fan just because he is kind of the anti online entrepreneur. Um, he does things completely opposite from others. And I think there's, those are lessons that you and I and your listeners can, can take from is that you don't need all the bells and whistles. Um, all you need to do is speak your truth and, and you, you know, he's a very minimalistic blogger, right? You look at his blog, uh, his website and it's very, it's like not even, it's not a nice website. It's very simple, but it has a lot of great content. And if you notice Solomon, if you, whenever he posts a blog, a blog post, you click on the comments and he has a bazillion comments, like replies. People are really all about his content and they're engaged. So that's something that I took from Derek is the importance of community and being that I'm a community leader with, with pod Houston and everything that I've done before um, his, his leadership skills and the way he looks at community really resonated with me. And that's where he and I really kind of connected on community building. And uh, as far as the world uh, domination summit is a summit, it's a conference that's highly recommended. Uh, it's in Portland every year. Uh, it's ran by Chris Gillibo, who is right now. Uh, he has a great podcast called the side hustle. Um, podcast. He's all about side hustle. Uh, but the, the, if you're, if you're looking for a conference, that's all about, you know, social awareness and, and consciousness and leadership and community, 
Um, it's such an amazing conference. And I really, I met some of the most amazing people through that conference. So I highly recommend uh, for you and your listeners to go check that out. It's called World Domination Summit. Every year, I believe it's coming up. So um, it's some great speakers and it's just a really well put together conference. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then you were asking me, there was a third one. I got the first uh, two. He's like, as you mentioned, uh, Derek talks about in the book, Anything You Want, and he has yes. a new book coming out. I don't know if it's out yet. Hell yes or no. I'm really question, or I have a question about why do you think it is sometimes, I mean, I, do you, why do you think it is sometimes we may say no to something, but maybe mm. it should be a hell yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is a great topic, Solomon. I'm glad that we're digging into this because this is something that, that I've struggled with for many, many years. Um, I put this out there. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So that was something that has hindered a lot of my decision making because I want to please everybody. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time. And I want to say even up to now to just be able to say no to things as much as I want to do it to be very, that's why, you know, I'm very I'm scheduling calls and I'm very, very, you know, deliberate about my time. Because before I was just like, yeah, I'll do this and I'll do this. And what happens next, you know, you're disappointing people, like you're canceling, you're postponing. And I love the principle. I love the whole philosophy of hell yes and hell no, because, you know, Derek talks about if you're in the middle, that's when you're going to get into the people pleasing and you're going to drop the ball and you're going to piss off a lot of people like you really are. So it's important that it has to be something that really drives you. Um, so if it's like, ah, eh, you know, a lukewarm and, and for our listeners who, who don't know the principle, so hell yes or hell no is like, if, if somebody asks you, let's say go to a party this weekend and you're just kind of like lukewarm and you're just not really feeling it, it's a hell no. But if you're, if it, if it jazzes you up and you're like, yes, this is exciting. I can't wait. It's a conference that I want to go. It's a party that I want to go to. I can't wait. Then it's a hell yes. So that basically, you know, determines your decision-making process. So stay away from the middle. And that's something that I've kind of learned from. And now it's, it's something that I, I continue to do. I'm like you, Solomon. Now I'm like, am I a hell yes about this or a hell no? And that I, I relate that to business projects, potential business partnerships, uh, even having people on the podcast. I remember last year I had guests that I hate to say this, but you know, there were guests where I was just like, ah, yeah, sure. Come on the podcast. And it was really kind of lukewarm. And the next thing you know, it, I interviewed them and I just wasn't really feeling it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? So now I even operate as a podcast host as like, it has to be something that I'm a hell yes. Like I really want to get somebody across from me. I really want to interview this person because I'm you know, genuinely curious about you know, having a conversation with this person. So it really kind of operates a lot more. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because even now I'm at a place right now where I'm using it a lot more often now. Like I got reminded of that. Like, okay, what would Derek say? It's hell yes or hell no. Uh, and it helps you out, man. It really does. I, I guess sometimes it's, um, it's challenging for me, maybe I think too much, but I want to yeah. like also, well, why am I saying hell, like no to this? Maybe I should be saying hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because a part of me is also like curious, like, well, what could happen if I go? Right. To, maybe I'll meet somebody that is a hell yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like right. that. That's sometimes how I'm thinking that I'm working through and then trying to understand. But it's 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 uh, it's fascinating. I guess. Yeah. It is. I mean, and I agree with you. I think there's, there's definitely that conversation about that philosophy is, you know, what if, you know, because 
it may just be emotion, right? Your emotions are kind of dictating you. And sometimes it doesn't guide you in the right direction. So if you're like, ah, I just really don't feel like it or whatever, you may be missing out on a great opportunity. So I do believe in the beginning, I think it's important to say yes. I think I, I do believe in the power of yes. I think once you get, and I think Derek talked about this in his book, he says, you know, get to the point where you're saying yes to everything. And Derek mentioned this in, in the podcast interview, how in the beginning he was like a clown. He was saying yes to everything. Like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I need a piano player for my, for my birthday party. Sure, I'll learn how to do it. And he like learned how to play. You know, he was really, so I think in the beginning, you do say yes to a lot because you are building those reps and you never know what happens. But when it gets to a point to where you're in a position where you have a solid foundation and you know your vision, you know your business, you know where your podcast is going and you're getting people that are pitching you. You're going to get this. Hey, Solomon, I really want to be on your podcast. I have this book that I came out with. And now you, it puts you in a position where it's like, do, okay, great. I'm here. Do I, is this a hell yes or a hell no? So I think the tables turn. But I think in the beginning, um, especially right now with your podcast, say yes to as much opportunities that, that come your way. And then once you have your foundation and you have solidified your brand, your business and your vision, um, you will have, you'll start seeing that the tables will start turning and then people are going to start gravitating towards you. And then that's when you have to be the shot caller and then use that philosophy of hell yes or hell no. And then really go with what makes you feel, you know, inside use your intuition to kind of guide you in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That Makes sense. Helps a lot. Well, kids, and then probably later it gets to this stage like you were mentioning you know you have to be you have to have that balance of like you want to schedule things in because you're about uh, care about your time but then also you want to leave some some areas and parts open for those um spontaneous moments sure yeah and that's that's one thing that i've actually struggled with is just being so rigid and like just being laser being focused right and I, I think that's that's a great point that you brought up that's important for for us to yes it's important to be focused and intentional about your time but also leave some space for you know to to be spontaneous and to to allow other people to kind of come into the space every now and then i think that's that's important and, and that's that's just real life you know nice so what would you say are big kind of keys and uh best takeaways you have from building communities getting people mm. together um, networking, how to do that well, following up? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So as far as, as, as far as building community or just being a part of community specifically? Building and then building part of it. Okay. I think building a community is, is being empathetic, you know, empathy and, and I think listening, uh, listening to your audience is important and making them feel like they are being heard. And I, you can translate that with the podcast. Like if you think about when you press record and you think about not entirely about what I want to ask, but start thinking about what do my listeners want to learn? Like what do they want to hear? Once you put yourself in their shoes and you start thinking about them, you'll see that you'll start cultivating a, a raving, you know, fan base, a listenership. So it can't always be, a, yes, you're the podcast host and you have your questions that might be selfish, you know, and I think we all go through that. But you got to really think about, I'm a podcast host because I'm extracting information. So through osmosis, they're going to learn something from this conversation. So you got to keep them in mind. And same thing with community building. So 
you're part of the pot Houston community. I'm always like asking questions, like what are these questions and you know, what are the biggest struggles? What are you thinking? And I'll, I'll include like, you know, information, entertainment, and, and you, you see me, I'm always welcoming you know, new members. So yeah. that's part of community building is making them feel like, Hey, this is your home. This is your space. Welcome, like welcome home. And I think once you show that you're there genuinely to, to support them um, and not your mission, um, I, you'll, you'll start seeing that you'll start growing a, a strong community from, from that, from that point, uh, from that place. So again, you know, empathy, listening, um, and then just, you know, showing gratitude. You know, I, I think I'm, you saw the pod Houston. I think I posted, I was like, Hey, listen, I just want to let you guys know that I'm super thankful. Like I'm really thankful for pod Houston. Like I really do appreciate you guys engaging, asking questions, replying to each other's. I mean, that's awesome. Like as a leader, that's what I want. I actually kind of want to remove myself away from it and just be like, look, just take over the conversation, take over the group and just ask these questions. I'll chime in every now and then. But, you know, I think that's, that's the key there too, is to be able to encourage engagement. Um, and I think that's something that I've, I've kind of learned uh, many, many years ago is including other people, be inclusive. Be inclusive is very, very important uh, in building a relationship, uh, not only on and offline. You know, you see me that I do live events with Pod Houston, yeah. and that's what I do. You know, I make sure that we, you know, we're welcoming people when they walk into the door, you know, and, um, and of course, our events have gotten pretty big. I haven't been able to kind of make room for to speak with everybody who shows up, but I always make it an effort to, to introduce myself to people when they walk in and, and make time when they have questions. Um, that's something that, you know, be, be available to your community. Yeah. Don't just kind of go in there, but just be available to, to answer questions and, and be there for them. How do you balance as well as translate the kind of virtual community, which a lot of it starts out with, and that's excellent for growth, like in the mm -hmm. Facebook group. Um, but someone like I'm, I'm sure yourself, you know, that you're probably you're part of a bunch of Facebook groups and mm -hmm. communities. So how do you balance kind of being able to interact in all of those lead and, and spark the kind of questions and and topics within all of those groups oh wow great question yeah strategically that can get over that can get over <laughs> yeah right right it's strategically solomon i mean that's how i do it um so it's, it's funny you say that because i feel i felt like i haven't been as engaged in my other groups as i am as i should be uh, pod houston which for our listeners if you're if you're interested pod houston is kind of the main group where i'm at i'm at i'm leading but you know i have of course a tribe called yes and other groups that i'm a part of but I try to devote maybe like one good hour of social media of where I'm just in there answering questions, posting. I schedule some of my, my posts. So sometimes when you see posts coming up, I'm not really in there posting at that moment. I schedule posts a, a, a time ahead. So I'm very strategic as far as my time with social media. So um, I'm in there about an hour just to kind of chime in and then I'm out to, to kind of get to work. So uh, it could be very overwhelming, but I try to do it once a day. I think that's reasonable and about it's been an pretty successful. Yeah, about an hour a day. Yeah, an hour a day, go in there just to chime in, say hello. And I think even you, you know, with anybody who, um, if you have a community or if you're part of a community, if you're starting a community, if you're listening, it's important that you, especially in the beginning, the first six months to, to a year, uh, to be able to cultivate a sense of, of uh, fellowship, you have to be involved in there. You got to be able to ask questions. You know, you'll notice that sometimes I'm asking questions and sometimes people are asking questions and sometimes people are just shy away and they're just observing, but you got to always lead and kind of be engaged and ask questions that they may be asking. So that's another thing too, is, is, is being mindful of that. Very cool. 
and then you'll be able to translate those and and get them to in person like virtual to real re, real time live time like uh like live events you mean yeah yeah i think so i mean if you notice like i mean that's kind of our one-two combination right i mean we, we have the the pod houston facebook group and then we have our live events and they're both very kind of you know engaging and they're growing so yeah, I think it's just a matter of, and, and to me, I think I always tell, and I'm glad Solomon that you came out to our last event and I know I've, I met you at the meetup. So you go to events and I tell people for your listeners, you know, on, being online is great to be able to cultivate relationships with people, mm -hmm. but nothing beats going to live events, yeah. like go to live events, go to meetups, go in your city, go to a meetup, go to, uh, go to conferences, you know, go and learn and engage. Some of my best podcast guests have been because I went to a live event and I met them in person. I shook their hand and said, hey, my name is Ozil. We met, we talked, built some rapport, have a podcast. Would you like to be on a podcast? Sure. You know, I, I met, I invested and you get a definite yes. And same thing, not only that, but just use your support team, your, your tribe, you know, go to live events and, you know, engage online. That's great to be able to have a conversation but make sure that you go to the live events. And I think I've done a pretty good job with Pod Houston and being able to create that balance between an on and offline uh, community relationship with our tribe. Yeah. Well, as a life of a creative that you have, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced lots of ups and downs, you know, and, and a lot of changes and yeah. everything's kind of the, it's not always at times just nice and kind of stable and growing, you know, you have, stuff going all over the place yeah. what real lessons or habits could you offer to me and my listeners that really helped you get in that flow to where you're still growing you're still experiencing those uh un what's uncomfortable but it's like you're you're also very comfortable with being uncomfortable I think it's whenever you wake up every morning, express gratitude for what you have, but to say, here I am, you know, here I am and showing up and, and knowing that every day you're going to do something that's going to move you forward. Um, without change, nothing evolves. And either there's, there's no science behind it. Either you're progressing or, or uh, regressing, you know, uh, you have to push forward. So, to get in that flow state, Solomon, you have to, to just show up every day and you got to be able to put in the work. And, you know, I think when you see people who, let's say I'm, I'm using the basketball analogy, when you see, you hear of somebody who's hitting the three pointers and you, you hear them, you know, and they say they're, they're on fire, right? Or they're in the zone, right? That's, that's the, the flow, right? So when you're in there and you're shooting three and you notice it's just brilliant and you see like a, um, that, that three-pointer just striking every, a three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, they're in the flow, right? They're in that flow state. And you only get that through being fearless and taking the shot, number one. And number two, you take it again. So you take it again. And you take it again. And you'll notice that the universe, the energy around you will get you in that flow state where not only are, are, are you knocking down your shots every single time because you decide to be fearless and be courageous and show up. But people are mesmerized, right? And you start seeing the audience, like he's on fire and everybody's in awe because you are in that flow state. They become part of that flow state as well. But because you're showing up and you're consistent and you're fearless, 
And that's what you need to do whenever you're podcasting and when you're building a community is to show up on a daily basis with great positive energy and with this fearless here I am universe. I'm here to give you what I got. I'm, I don't care if you give me one like or bazillion likes or if you're, there's one listener or bazillion listeners. I'm going to show up because what's going to happen is that people will start noticing that because you're showing up, you will naturally get in your flow state and they yeah. will become part of your flow state. You see what I'm saying? So even with Pod Houston, when I was organizing events, being consistent was so a part, it was such an important factor in my strategy because I knew that if I continue to show up every month and put on a live event, that's going to give them value, right? That I'm going to work hard and, and bring in guests, people, speakers that are going to give them value. And if I get in that flow state, um, they, they will come. And what's happened? It, Pod Houston has grown. It's grown. You know what I mean? So that, that my, that's my advice for you, Solomon, is that especially in the beginning, do not get overwhelmed with the metrics. Those are vanity metrics. They don't matter. What matters is you showing up, pressing record, speaking your truth, having these conversations, building that business, taking those shots, being fearless and saying, here I am. And you will naturally get in the flow state because that's the order of the universe. Nice. Yeah, and in, uh, I've learned that the, the challenging and the, the down kind of, moments are just as much your friend as those those Absolutely. moments. Absolutely. Um, what 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 do you what's a something that you found that really helps you out when you get in the kind of anxious moments or um yeah moments when you're feeling anxious or mm -hmm. uncertain mm -hmm. what kind of what do you put in place? Yeah great question. I think having accountability, having a mentorship, having a coach uh, having a support group helps. I highly recommend that for anybody, for you or your listeners. When you feel like you are um, essentially creating something out of nothing, right? I mean, we're, whether you're an entrepreneur building a business, you're building it from scratch, or you're building a community from scratch, or you want, you want to increase downloads, these are things that, you know, they're intangible, right? So if when you're in that state, accountability and support is so important. So find your tribe, right? You have Pod Houston for podcasters. We have Tribe Cardi S for solopreneurs and creatives. Um, you know, find where they hang out. You know, join a mastermind group. Uh, get get a coach. That gets me through 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 the mud, because when I'm feeling uncertain or I'm just not, I'm having questions and I really don't know where to go. I ask. I pick up the call and say, Hey, dude. Um, you know, coach, what I'm going through this. I'm feel uncertain. I'm I'm doubting myself. You know, uh, what, do, what do I do? And, and I, because of their IQ, because they know they can see from a different perspective, they're able to kind of help me navigate and get through that, that hard spot. So I highly recommend, I mean, that's what's been helping me out, Solomon, is, is mentorship, mastermind groups, and being involved in that because it can be very lonely, right? You know, you're right here with, you know, microphone. I was having a coaching session uh, before I got on the call with you and she was like, it's kind of lonely, just, it's hard. How do you psych yourself up to okay. press record and then get it out to the world. How can you get in that game face when it's lonely? Like, there's, I don't have no audience, nobody listening, and I gotta really get hype on the, on, on the mic. Yeah. And I don't even know if people are listening. It's a real struggle. And I just say, sweetie, you just gotta show up. You just gotta show up, press record, speak your truth, you gotta bring your A game, and then know that people will listen to you, but you just gotta go through it. But, you know, she needed that bounce. She was like, well, thank you, and I gave her some words of encouragement, but she needed that bounce, back because why? Because I'm a coach, and I understand what that feels like. 
So if you, everybody goes through it, even myself and all the people that um, are, are experts in their field, they all need coaches to be able to get them through, through the rough spots. So yeah, I mean, that's what I do, Solomon, is I, I align myself and make sure that I have a circle of people that I can go to um, that, that understand what, what I'm going through, you know, to kind of get me through it. Through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's awesome. And, yeah, and man. I, and then I answer my next question. But, uh, what advice do you have to um, people my age, recent college graduates, mm -hmm. and people entering not only the workforce, but trying to get into something creative on the side, perhaps? just get, get involved. I mean, I think, you know, you don't have to take, I mean, if you have a job, I mean, I think there's this just a great time to be able to do this on the side, right? I mean, there's this, the term, the side hustle. And I think just to get started, you know, you started your podcast, right? Are you still in school or you, you say you graduated? No, no you're, I'm you're at school. for a certification, but I'm out of school. Gotcha. Okay. But you're still doing this on the side. And I think that's a, a great way to do it. I think my advice is just, just to get started, you know, find, find a tribe where you can get support and accountability. Um, you know, get the information, whether you get a coach or, or a mastermind group, get, get, you know, the information, start your project, get consistent, have a, a content uh, editorial calendar, make sure that everything is in the book. So I'm going to release a podcast episode on Tuesday. I'm going to record on Thursday for the next week. Get that flow. That's part of the flow state. You know, once you get that flow state, there's no stopping you, baby. And you got to continue doing that. So uh, my advice to people that are trying to get in there again is just to, to do it. If you have a job or if you're in school, start on the side, spend an extra an hour or two every day to, to focus on that. And you will see that you will move the needle with, with, with time. So that's what I would do. I mean, that's what I was doing when I was a creative, I was working and I was going to school and then I, on the side, I was, you know, doing my, my shows and, and organizing events. So uh, it's just a matter of, of prioritizing. They say, don't schedule your priorities, prioritize your schedule. And that's a great quote. And that's something that I learned from. And, and, you, and it's so true. You, you got to be able to prioritize your schedule and make sure that you, uh, you stick with it. That's, that's the important part. And I get overwhelmed. Thanks. What is the gift that you'd like to share with the world? The gift. <laughs> wow. That's a loaded question. You, you didn't prepare me for that one. <laughs> So the gift, let me think about the that. The world one. isn't necessarily prepared for your gift. Ah, there it is. Boom, boom. Um, I think it's, it's, to, it's to give back to, again, I think it's important to, because I'm so community centric, you know, I believe in community first. You know, I believe that once you kind of, you know, my gift is, is being aligned with you, with your purpose and your passion and permission to, to be able to do the things that you love and be able to share that gift with the world. I believe that we all have a gift. We all have a legacy. We all have the opportunity to put a dent in this life, to put a dent in this universe. And I think that if we don't uh, share our gift with the world, we're depriving the world with, with our own beautiful legacy that we can give to other people. And I think that's something that, that I always encourage people. That's why I started No Permission Needed because I wanted to share that with other people. So just, just be able to show up and be able to use, be aligned with your gift and be able to share on a daily basis. And I think the more we share with, with people, we're not alone. And I think the more we share with people, uh, the more of an impact and the more of a positive impact we can make on the world. So just, just share, share your gift. Thank you very much, Ozil. And I really appreciate all that you're doing for the community and 
I'm honored that I'm able to be a part of it and got mm-hmm. my butt up to go to that first uh, podcast. I'm glad to see you there, man. Yeah. And get to connect with you and meet you and and just be connected in the Facebook group and the live events. And just to kind of have you as a little bit of a mentor for myself. Absolutely. Coach, to hold mm-hmm. me accountable, help mm-hmm. me grow in different just, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing not only the community build, but our relationship and all that we're learning and being able to do for other people. So thank you very much for taking the time to come on my show. Absolutely. Well, Solomon, I do want to say that you, I remember when we met at the, at the Sugarland meetup when I was giving the talk on podcasting and I remember when you introduced yourself and I really felt the positivity, like the light, I felt the drive and the motivation to really share your message with the world. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give you props and thank you for, for inviting me to be on your show. It truly is an honor. And the fact that you have 26 episodes in the can and you show up and you're involved in the group, and you went to our last live event, uh, says that you have a, a purpose and a message that you do want to contribute your gift to the world. So um, I, I think you are in your flow, man. You're ebbing and flowing right now. And I really, uh, hats off to you, man. I really respect that and, and wish you the best of luck to many, so many much. more episodes to come, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to these wonderful gifts, which I hope have brought you some great value. We have many more guests to come and gifts pour over this world. And don't forget, if you have enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear some more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor Podcast or that little star on Outcast. I'm always looking for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to us all. For more updates, check out SolomonEzra.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter about new podcasts and blogs.